Hi, this is Vic Nitti, Chair of the AUA Office of Education, and I'd like to welcome you to this podcast on Core Curriculum Video Abstract Submission. Now, there's really two purposes to, to this podcast. The first is informational, to understand what the video abstract submission process for the core curriculum is all about and how to do it. And the second is even for those of you who are not interested in submitting a video abstract to the core curriculum, to let you know what's coming and how we plan on expanding uh, the AUA core curriculum. Uh, I am very honored to have with me today Dr. Uh, Jay uh, Rahman, who is professor and chair at Penn State College of Medicine in the Department of Urology, and he is also the chair of the AUA's Urologic Video Education Committee. Jay, welcome. Thanks very much. It's my uh, pleasure to be here and uh, have this uh, talk with you about uh, our new core curriculum video abstract process. So we, within the, the Office of Education and the Core Curriculum Committee, have been talking a lot about expanding the core curriculum into, uh, into video formats um, as a, an educational tool. Why don't you tell us, as the, as the chair of our video education committee, what the goals of the core curriculum videos are? Well, as you probably know well, the, the core curriculum has increasingly become a very valuable educational tool, uh, not only for trainees going through urology, but, but even those in practice. And as we look at the topics in the core curriculum, what is increasingly apparent is that there are a lot of core urology procedures that are highlighted in text, that are described in detail, and often have still photos accompanying them. What's a little bit of a challenge, however, is having some sort of video accompaniment for readers to actually see how are these procedures done, what are ways of doing them, and, and really highlighting maybe some of the nuances that would be important for these bread and butter procedures. And so the goal of these videos uh, in the core curriculum is really to highlight standard techniques, standard operations, and is a little bit different than our standard or typical video submissions, which are more perhaps cutting edge or novel techniques. So we're really reaching out to a different audience uh, for these core curriculum videos. Uh, and as such, the expectations are going to be a little bit different than for somebody who would be submitting a, a video abstract, let's say, to our annual meeting. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. So one of the great things about our video submissions for the annual meeting are the opportunity for people to show off specialized skill sets, uh, unique ways that they do procedures, uh, cutting-edge technology. And, and what we are really gearing for in this video submission is stuff that is more geared towards teaching and education uh, perhaps more for those that are learning to do procedures or those that are novice surgeons trying to get a accompaniment from a video component to what they're reading on text. So the two audiences are, are somewhat non-overlapping, uh, albeit complementary. So now as you start the process of creating 
videos to add to the core curriculum. How do you start to choose the topics that you and the core curriculum committee would like to incorporate? So much of what we started with was first reviewing on our core cu curriculum website what videos are currently existing. And so there are certain procedures or topics which actually have reasonable video complements already. For example, robotic surgery for uh, kidney tumors, kidney pathology, prostate cancer, etc. What we found, however, was that uh, a lot of video accompaniment for other techniques were more limited uh, or even non-existent. And so as we looked at what topics we could incorporate, we certainly wanted ones that perhaps allowed us to use endoscopy, uh, which has harnesses all of the video platforms as an advantage. Um, and as we searched through there, we found several areas, um, BPH, surgical management of BPH, male and female incontinence. And, and we thought that these videos um, would be easy to show very simple techniques um, that currently had no such uh, video accompaniment at present. So for the skeptic out there who might say, well, why shouldn't I just go to YouTube and look at a video on BPH or male or female incontinence? What do you say to that? Why should we develop this core curriculum video program or educational program? So I think it really comes down to, to quality control. And what I mean by that is, um, yes, anybody can log on to YouTube and you can watch a video on almost anything. And what you may be seeing is uh, good or bad surgery. You may be seeing standard of care or what that one particular person does. You may be seeing things that are perhaps biased with industry or not. And what we have tried to do is create for our membership um, a more standardized way of watching and learning from videos that has the quality of the AUA built into it. So what do I mean by that? Well, certainly we have our the technical considerations. Is the video quality meeting up to standard technical considerations for uh, the speed at which it's played, the quality of the video file. We then have uh, members of our video committee team who are reviewing them for, is this a procedure that is being shown in a step-by-step -step manner? Is it something that even if I am not an expert in that field, I can follow in a logical manner what is being done and how is that operation being done? We're then sending that over to our core curriculum team to make sure that the content matches what they would like to have stored in their core curriculum files. And so I think the end product of all of this is, in compared to what you see on YouTube, you have a video that's been vetted through several different avenues, really giving you what I would think of being a prime product and something that I would want to watch and learn from as opposed to perhaps something less standardized. So there really is a rigorous peer review process so that if one were to follow the techniques presented in a video, uh, they'll be doing that surgery in what is thought to be a correct or acceptable way by anyone, really. 
Yeah, and I, that that's absolutely correct. I think we've spent the better part of almost a year now trying to come up with this very rigorous means of not only soliciting videos, but judging the content on the videos prior to making it available to those afterwards. So I think the end product of all of this is really an excellent product that is greatly beneficial for persons across the board trying to learn and supplement what they're reading about and seeing still photos on on the core curriculum. So for those who are listening that are excited and really would like to present their work in the form of an educational video to the core curriculum, how does the process work? So just probably in the last uh, week or so, we have a core curriculum video submission abstract website that has been opened up. Um, the This particular year, we tried to focus topics down on two or three areas in urology, uh, expecting fully that down the line, as we populate a lot of these, we'll move on to other topic areas. So this year, for example, it's male and female incontinence, as well as surgery for BPH, benign prostatic hyperplasia. And what we can do through the website, which is very similar to how we run our annual meeting website, is the ability to submit an abstract describing what you're going to be showing, and then a eight-minute video that highlights the various steps in the procedure. Once that video is submitted, as I described before, it's vetted by the Video Education Committee, the Core Curriculum Committee. And one advantage I find is that this is going to be shown really hopefully in a few venues. The first is the product of that work was going to be shown in a continuous looping fashion at our annual meeting. So the first being in 2018. And that allows the, the, the contributor really to get some due credit for the effort that they put in. And then in addition to that, we would have this populated to the core curriculum site. And this would be something that authors could reference as a contribution to scholarly work. So I think that's really important that uh, not only will those who submit video abstracts that are incorporated into the core have the have had the opportunity to to provide a teaching video to their colleagues, they'll also be recognized for their efforts uh, in a uh, in a way where we can recognize the peer review con peer reviewed contribution that they've made. So that that I think is is a really nice uh, benefit for those who are interested in producing these videos, and the fact that they will be shown at the annual meeting uh, for everyone to see, uh, I think, is also great. Well, we have three topics that we started with, as you mentioned. Uh, what future topics do you foresee going into the core curriculum? I would imagine it's it's as endless as there are surgeries in urology. Yeah, um, so that that's exactly right. I, I, I think uh, this is sort of the, the tip of the iceberg, per se, and the, the solicitation process is constantly in flux. So obviously, we, we greatly appreciate... Um, any input that would be given. But, but essentially, the idea is to tackle diverse areas and start with those that perhaps are not as populated. So for one of these reasons, we, for example, are not focusing on robotic surgery for kidney and prostate, as we discussed earlier, because we already have some content on that. So as I reviewed some of the core curriculum, what are some of the 
perhaps more hot button areas that would be valuable? Well, certainly uroradiology. There's a lot being written on MRI and fusion technology and fusion biopsies. Uh, other forms of imaging prostates, such as contrast ultrasonography. Uh, there's very little that's on surgical stone disease, and, and that probably plays a big role in many of our practices, whether that be invasive or non-invasive surgeries, and certainly management of sexual medicine, whether that be Pyrones disease, penile prostheses, plications. So as you can see from what I've mentioned, there, there's a vast array, and our hope is to get a nice submission list, and once we've satisfied our quotient of what we want for a particular video type to move on to one of these other topic areas, which perhaps taps into different people's interests in the field. You know, Jay, I really think this is great because it, it, it reinforces our commitment to keep the core curriculum as really a, a living and breathing source of education that's dynamic in a way that uh, a textbook just can't be. Uh, because it takes so much time to produce a textbook. And I think this is really going to add to the core curriculum. Uh, I want to thank you for, uh, for your time and your efforts. And, you know, the AUA really relies on a lot of volunteerism, particularly in my job as chair of the Office of Education. I rely heavily upon our membership and their expertise in contributing to our educational efforts. So I really want to thank you and the Urologic Video Education Committee and also the Core Curriculum Committee uh, for all the work that they do in providing such an excellent educational product uh, for our membership. For more information, you can visit uh, the AUA University uh, through the uh, AUA website. And for those of you who are interested in submitting video abstracts to the core curriculum. Uh, there is a link on the AUA University homepage, uh, which can then provide you with the submission uh, instruction. You know, I've already thanked uh, Dr. Rahman. I'd like to thank uh, you, the audience, for listening. And now uh, we look forward to, to you listening to our future podcasts.